Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Perfect Healing in Beata's Tiny House Village. I'm wearing a different look tonight. I decided to let all my cosmic curls come out. My hair is growing, and I've been braiding my hair, and it actually is growing, I think, from the braids, and so my contacts are in. So it's just a different look. I call this my war paint, in fact. I thought about, since we're talking about war tonight, actually, let me get my banner up. Uh, we're talking about war tonight. We want to bring in the spirit of diplomacy. And so I'm wearing my war paint as a representative of the most high warrior tonight. Warrior bringing in diplomacy. How about that one? So I want to hear from you tonight about um, how this war has influenced you because I got a call, I received a call from someone who was very concerned about uh, what they're seeing in the news, which is something we should not be doing. We should not be watching mainstream media because mainstream media has, is full of propaganda, lies, deception, and controlled by the Zionists at this point. 
So what I want to ask you tonight is to share with me how this war that you're hearing, wherever you're hearing it from, how is it influencing you? Because my guest tonight is Carolyn Miss, Caroline Miss, I think is her name is M-Y-S-S. Some of you may be familiar with her. She's an amazing uh, medical intuitive. Uh, she's an author. She's a lecturer. She's a spiritual teacher. She is just the person we need now to take us to the next level of our evolution, especially during this time of conflict, war, and confusion, and um, protesting. I came across her, you, her re, a recent YouTube video of hers, and I haven't seen her or read her books in quite a while. But when I heard this video, I said, wow, this is just what we need, especially tonight as we go into what is influencing you? How is this war influencing you uh, as citizens of the world? Maybe you're in the United States, maybe you're not. But I want you to let us know how this war is influencing you. But Caroline, if uh, if I don't have anyone plus one or no comments on uh, Facebook, I did have a comment on Facebook, though. Uh, Empress Regina, how about that? Uh, Empress Regina says, let's see, great being to all. Thank you, Empress Regina, for joining us tonight. And then we have um, Yana Alicia, Empress Regina, good evening and thank you. Good evening, everyone. Yana Alicia, good evening, everyone. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful sisters joining us tonight. All of my sisters are in the studio and, and probably some of my brothers. So thank you. My question to you tonight is how is this war influencing you in any, whether it's emotionally, mentally, whether it doesn't bother you at all? What, what are your comments? Because uh, Caroline Meese, my guest tonight on YouTube, is going to share with us how her father, um, Thank you. Naima says good evening. Naima's joining us. She says good evening. You look gorgeous. I love the afro. Thank you. Thank you, darling. These are my cosmic curls, I call them. And my silver is really starting to come in. You know, I've been, I'm almost 70 years old, and I I barely have any silver, so I'm so proud. <laughs> well, not proud. I'm just wondering, okay, silver, come on in. I'm welcoming the silver whenever it shows up, but it's not. It's coming. See, it's coming. I'm, I'm seeing the roots and it's starting to pepper and salt and all that. Anyway, I just thought I'd change my look for tonight because we are talking about war and how it's influencing you. And as I was saying, I got a phone call yesterday from someone who has had um, historical perspective on uh, being in a Muslim community, I think it was, and how that affected her. And I was just really moved uh, in thinking how, you know, each one of us is being influenced by this war in a different way. And I want to share with you um, Caroline Miss's testimony because she had a father who was in the war in, I think it was World War II, and how that affected her was so interesting that um, I said I'm going to share this uh, tonight because 
she starts out in the video. I'm going to try and get past the beginning of her, her, her audio, her sharing. And then I have a longer one um, to share with you about her teaching on the power of light, your power, the power of your light. Whoa, powerful, powerful teaching. She's always been a very powerful, beautiful teacher. So that's our guest tonight, as well as you. If you want to share, um, just press one in the studio. If you want to share how this war has influenced you. Now, the call I got yesterday was mostly about um, how a lot of people don't understand or know um, the the harshness of, of uh, Islam, I think it was. And a lot of people are not seeing the other side of this war. And a lot of people are looking at this on mainstream media, basically. So if you're doing that, ah, it's going to be a little skewed on that on the side of the Zionists because who's controlling the mainstream media? Zionists. They own the stations. So if you really want to get the truth about what is going on over there, stay off mainstream media. There are tons and tons of TikTok videos and Facebook videos, YouTube videos, that you can get a very balanced perspective of what's going on. Because you not only have Jewish uh, people telling their story, but you also have um, rabbis and Islam and, and Christians, and just everyone is telling their story. So let me go to a caller um, and see... Um, if you want to share Hello? Are you there? I hear Yes, go ahead. Is this Dina? Yeah, this is Dina. Uh greetings everybody. Go ahead. Uh yes, I wanted to share with you uh an answer to the first question. Because I feel like even if you um, don't know anybody from that region, for the past month, a lot of people can agree that energies were pretty heavy around the world, around the globe. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, I just started recovering myself. And even though uh, I don't have relatives right now, you know, in Israel or in the Middle East, but still it hurts me just to know that people suffer on the other side. And I feel like it's very universal feeling, you know, to feel this empathy because we're ultimately we're one, this whole planet and we're the humanity, we're one body and it should feel that way uh, if you're a normal human being, if you have uh, everything, you know, within you, within your humanities and such but uh, I also wanted to share my perspective because I also happen to come from a community that is Muslim majority and um, because I happen to know certain things, to, uh, and I wanted to share this with you, is I was a person who probably if it didn't change uh, and open my mind to the new knowledge, maybe it would be me also who was protesting right now and you know being so politically active. However, the knowledge that I have kind of stops me because it gives you like the wider perspective on the things that going on. Because media is just the plane with our Basically, you know, you can find confirmation bias for everything. Uh, for whatever is out there, you can find somebody say something, some theory, some made-up video. And to really, and especially in our 
timeline, the end of Kali Yuga, where there's a lot of deception. Now it is especially important the discernment, the quality of discernment, what the truth is, because it's very, very distorted. But from the position of that uh, person, the reason why I'm, you know, more um, open-minded right now before taking any sides or making any major conclusion is because um, I used to be part of uh, Muslim community and I was also influenced maybe not, by not very heavy rhetoric like like there is right now, you know, that Jewish people need to be destroyed, but there is a... a I understand why a lot of young people right now they buy information because it's kind of familiar to me to that past, you know, how they feed the brains of like young Muslims. So basically what happens is like if you are belonging to one community automatically everyone else you know, like you're in a brotherhood and automatically everyone else is like, you know, you're outside of our community. And whatever bad happens to one of yours, you automatically assume that everyone who uh hurt hurt us is, is bad. And in this light, uh, there's a lot of information coming out, and now I see it unfolding too on social media. People uncovering Osama bin Laden letters, and even probably they're gonna get to like Hitler and things like this, you know, that to justify. Which is, I understand also the perspective how they, you know, they're feeding on this like more and more information, because again, this group that right now is chanting and they protesting is just a group of marginalized people who don't know actually how the things are and they have all this energy which is being manipulated uh their mental energy being manipulated by the videos but it's all triggers people and then they find this outlet you know is what we see in the protesting but uh from my perspective from what i've seen before uh i started discovering what is good about other religions, and it got me to the journey of learning shamanism, learning Buddhism, um, because I was also in that, uh, you know, like rabbit hole, you know, what's wrong with Jewish people, and everything around, when you into this um, kind of thinking, everything around can is a confirmation bias. You'll find uh, everything, whatever you believe in, you're going to find according to your belief. So it was really dark, dark, uh, what do you, dark path, I would say, you know, and it's not healthy to anybody and what I would say would help me to kind of regain my senses is to uh, ask a question what is good about Judaism and its life in the world and what is that meaning and as soon as I change the question instead of looking for wrongs in people and looking uh, and actually studying because I started like reading books I started meeting people and I saw another side of it and this was the first building blocks of me discovering like other religions because before that I was kind of when you grew up in a Muslim community, uh, your you, your path is set. So you're only allowed to marry Muslim people. You only like got to stay within the culture, and you're not really encouraged so much to study other religions. Uh, but that was my stepping stone into into learning the mutuality, into learning that the beauty of something different. And ever since day um, in my life, I don't know, the way the God and how universe operates, it's been sending me just a positive confirmation that I was wrong before. And uh, ever since then, like over the 10 years, when I started studying other religion, Christianity, because I was uh, so now it's hungry to understand, like, what is the people are really arguing about? 
And then that's to me that truly that we don't have actually any reason to argue. Honestly, like from God, there is no apparent reason that we have to fight. It is the way the political forces right now, they manipulate people in order to get to their feelings and make them act the way they expect them to act. This is a bigger problem. And we touched base last time on the previous um, talk, you know, about how majority of the leaders, they don't really care about people. And this is what we see unfolding right now because so it's massive, Gina, massive. So Gina, uh, the Muslim from a, from your childhood? Yes. Uh, so when I was a kid, in, in our town, we had uh, radical uh, Islamists. Um, so when I was about six or seven, uh, I discovered some video where um, radical Muslims, they would just cut off um, one woman's head just because she was homeless and she was Russian. So in their thinking, like, they don't really deserve to live, you know? And it was just so gruesome. And I remember being a kid and being afraid of this. And now 30 years later, okay. uh, I'm still afraid of the same thing. So like let's say if I... Um, oh. I'm afraid to do the video about Here, it. What, because, mm-hmm. what country is race in? Are you there? Dina, what country oh, yes. were you raised in? I was raised in Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Yes. And in I, nine, in nine, I think the last time... The last time you were on, we had to identify where is Kazakhstan. Yes, it's right in Central Asia. It borders with Central Asia. Uh, with Central Asia, yes. So we're right in a crossroads of between Asia and Europe, between China, yes. Russia. That's why we influenced by these countries, and we do have understanding, you know, of their culture. It's kind of um, melting pot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So would you say your experience in Kazakhstan with Muslims or, or um, was negative, positive, or do you really have any, um, ne- anything um, too negative to say about it? What would you say, negative or positive experience with Islam in Kazakhstan? Uh, positive, uh, in terms of positive, you know, obviously that sense of community it uh, there is also like a positive side of course to the religion why otherwise it would be so popular you know the community of people that people like um they believe in ummah kind of you know sticking together i cannot okay. tell you like a really a major 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 benefit because i don't think for our country uh, muslim was a, a really good way originally we used to believe in um Nature, we had a shamanism and we believe in Tengri, which is the universe. And then um, the expansion of Islam is happened in 13th century. This is how they ended up being Muslim. But I will okay. say it's like a baby. Mm-hmm. I want to introduce everybody to Carolyn Miss. She's from Chicago and she has her own experience of war. And how- okay. This is Carolyn Miss. I grew up, my dad was a Marine from World War II. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And he was in the um, Marine Divisions at Higuadacanal. So he spent 44 months in the Pacific, and that really formed him. And if, if they could have identified PTSD back when I was growing up, I think my father would have qualified. He had reoccurring bouts with malaria 
all through the 50s, and then he would have flashbacks during thunderstorms that he was being bombed. And how that influenced me was that I thought, what's, what's wrong with my father? And my mom would say, Daddy went through a bad war. And, and this is, and I thought, hmm. And then I saw a movie when I was around, I think, eight or nine. It was called Guadalcanal Diary. And it had actual footage of the Marines' divisions landing on Guadalcanal. And I thought, oh, my God, that's where Dad, my first song that I could sing was the Halls of Montezuma, which is the Marine anthem. So um, my, I ran upstairs and I said, Daddy, the war's on TV. And he came down and he looked, and there he saw this footage of the Marines landing and getting just massacred in Guadalcanal. And he started crying and he left the room. And now I thought I'd made my father cry. That was the moment I turned to studying war. I'm not kidding you. I have never not been reading about wars, military, conflicts, ever since then. Ever since then. And I would, as the years went by, I would, you know, read five years on Russian history and the European history, Civil War history, just because... The tendency, the need in us to solve problems with war, to conquer other people, to take what's not theirs, to dominate other people, to be superior to other people, this is the darkness in human nature. And it's universal. It doesn't belong to any country. It belongs to everybody. This is a human condition. (laughs) <clears throat> every single war, every single country was started by war. I mean, there were the wars everywhere, wars for boundaries, wars. Washington fought in the Canada it, 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 colonial war with with Canada, trying to figure out the boundaries of who who went where. And all the people that lose their lives when invaders come in. Need I remind you of American history before it gets rewritten? Conflict, wars, domination. This is human nature. Now, what's unthinkable is really this extraordinary moment in time. It's unthinkable that we could face an explosion in the Middle East. But I want you to think about going up the floor of your building and getting out of yourself, getting out of saying that can never happen, because that's what got Israel in trouble. They said, oh, this could never happen, and it did. So you have to get to a floor inside of yourself that says, well, I've got to stop telling myself certain things can't happen, because maybe they can, yes, indeed. Let's get to the floor where nuclear exchange can happen. And don't tell yourself, we've grown so accustomed to, to living with, an ever-present nuclear holocaust that we don't even think about it anymore. We don't even think about it. We actually think that it can't happen, which is exactly why it can. Which is exactly why it can. And as this temperament and fever of rage, resentment, conflict is brewing, brewing everywhere. In my city yesterday, a six-year-old Muslim boy, well, a six-year-old, Muslim boy was stabbed to death by his landlord 
by a, the landlord from the family. Why? Because he was Muslim. And the landlord was so enraged over the Middle East. He thought, well, not just Muslim, he's Palestinian. So he killed his six-year-old. That boy was sent to the hospital with a knife still sticking in him. Okay? I think that's unthinkable. This idea that our anger, our personal anger, deserves an audience, and not just an audience, but deserves that we are entitled to having the world change because we're angry, because unjust things happen to us. You know what? That's unthinkable. And it's unrealistic. And it's dangerous. And it's also, in the language of Buddha, an illusion. We cannot, all of us, decide my anger is so important that it could, it should reorganize the events of everybody's lives. My anger is my issue for me to deal with within my world, in the world behind my eye, not in front of it. Not in front of it. It's unthinkable that we can sculpt this world to be a just and fair place. I ask you, as someone who has been a lifelong student of history, to find me the moment in history where any people have accomplished that at all. It doesn't exist here. And what do our spiritual teachers tell us? It doesn't exist here. This planet wasn't designed for you, for us, for any generation to regroup, reorganize, and stop the chaos and decide everybody will have a fair and equal life. Why? Because there's darkness. There is darkness. There is greed. There is a sense that I deserve more than that person. There is racial superiority that drips everywhere. These are the elements that create the world we are now living in today, and it is unthinkable that it can sustain itself with these characteristics brewing in human nature, in human nature. As you go up the floors in your building, you will reach a floor where your language shifts from within. So instead of talking to yourself like this, I wonder what the purpose of my life is and where's my comeuppance and where's my justice. You take the word my out. You have to shift your vocabulary to get up with each level. You have to introduce words and you have to expel certain words. You have to get rid of the word blame, deserve, entitled, and my. When you get to that place where you can release those toxic words, then you ask this question, what is the purpose of life? Not my life, life. What am I doing here? What, what is my capacity as a human being to make a difference in this world? How? Not a difference for those people, these people. Not so I can lessen the quality of life for those people and increase the quality for these people. I have to serve life because as you emerge, I want you to turn to your body for a moment, to your bio-spiritual ecology that is your physical body. And here, you learn that your body operates on the laws of holism, on the laws of holism, 
What is in one is in the whole. The laws of holism. They govern your health. They govern your health. And you know that. You know that if a doctor said to you, you know what, you're not feeling well, and, and, and I know it, so I have this medicine here, and it's going to blow out your kidneys, but you can have a kidney transplant, but it's going to make your heart feel better, and it may cost you kidney, but you got two, so what the heck, what do you think? Anybody with an ounce of common sense would walk away from that and say, I want to treat my whole self. You are a micro-earth, a micro-earth. As you conduct yourself in your earth, around your earth, and the power that you have to generate what you create, co-creation, to generate your choices, that is what you create. That is like a cell in your body contributing to the whole cell. And you know one rogue cell can bring you down because it can can shift to cancer. So one rogue cell has the power to bring down the whole. And healing one cell has the power to enhance the whole. So don't underestimate your role in the whole of what's happening. That, too, is unthinkable. You can't even imagine you have that kind of power, but you do. But you do. Learning to access and and ascend these levels shifts your capacity to engage with the whole of life because you, this is the job this is the job of consciousness to in, go beyond the boundaries of the address where you were born and the package you came in and begin to include what's the history of what's happening here on the first floor all you see is what happened because you're looking out one window But consciousness requires that you expand and become conscious of how did this happen? Where did it begin? What? And then you realize all pain, this is the explosion of pain. This is the explosion of people feeling unjust. This is the explosion of people feeling the need to protect from a Holocaust of years ago. Someone could say, this has no resolution. I mean, where are you going to go with this? And that, too, is unthinkable. This is where we must, we have to start thinking the unthinkable. Here's another thing that's unthinkable. Do you know that we've entered a galactic community? There's an office now in Washington, D.C. that's preparing to release all the, so much of its documentation and findings and films proving that There's life in other galaxies. And that further, that life has been in contact with us. And further, further, that the messages of these beings from other planets are are galactic friends have been two consistent messages reported by people all over the world. One, get your act together when it comes to your ecology your climate, you're killing yourself with the way you treat the climate. And two, drop the nuclear weapon. Stop killing each other. You know what? The Pentagon found this so awful. They went to Hollywood and they said, we need some movies here that show 
you know, extraterrestrials invading the earth and destroying it so that people have a hostile sense about the Federation that's out there. It is unthinkable that we can become a planetary community. But we've crossed the Rubicon and we've entered the age of holism. Look at your body. Your body has entered the age of holism. Thinking in fractured thoughts, thinking in fractured emotions, doesn't, is exactly what fractures you. And in turn, we pass that on to others. You know what? I'm going to do, I'm going to do a class on escorting you up the floors of the building so that you can have a sense how to utilize the consciousness that is inside of you of what the world looks like as you ascend, what you need to dispel, what you need to include. We'll do that. I'll let you know when. I'll create this class and put it online. But in the meantime, here's what's unthinkable. That you can affect what's happening in the world by who you are, where you are. Yes, you can. And of course, you've heard me say it a thousand million times, turn to prayer. I don't care. I'm so not into religion, but I am into. There is no such thing as a God who has a religion. Human beings have religions, and look where it gets us. There's only one source. The divine is light, the divine is love, and the divine is law. That's the nature of the cosmos. It is impersonal and totally intimate. And every prayer is heard. And so we pray that we can become a species capable of thinking the unthinkable. We could find resolution to problems where yesterday we would decide, my only way through this is to kill you. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe somehow it's unthinkable, but we could think about some way to coexist. You have children. I have children. I love my children. You love your children. Right there, we have grounds for humanity. Hover over us all, God, because this moment in time is truly unthinkable, where it can lead and also the possibilities of what could emerge if we make light-filled choices. Thank you, everybody. So that was Carolyn Mice. I apologize, my Dream Yard is acting up tonight. It was going in and out, in and out, but you do, or uh, let's see, Blog Talk is working perfectly and fine. Uh, in fact, we've got a couple of callers. Um, if you have any comments after that, uh, I have another um, audio of Caroline I want to play later on, uh, maybe in the next hour, because she has a powerful message to remind us about this period of time we're in to become whole and to become more in touch with who we are on a holistic level. So Caroline's message is basically 
uh, about a building, looking at ourselves in a building where we start out on the first floor as a baby coming into, in her case, she was born in Chicago, uh, where many of our my listeners are from. And in her case, she had a father, for those who just joined us, she had a father who was in World War II, and her experience of seeing the PTSD in her father caused her to study war for, for the rest of her life. She's been studying war, and she's come to the conclusion now that we have to move up on this building and not stay on the first floor looking out as a child at our reality and our environment, but moving up to a higher floor, higher spiritual evolution, and realizing this war is really about helping us evolve. Evolve, take more more responsibility for this whole, whole body that we're in and making choices to become conscious and uh, Consciousness, where the definition of consciousness is becoming aware of what the consequences are of every choice you make. That is what her teachings are about, the universe bringing us that message that in times like this, where if you heard Dina share her childhood about um, being in uh, Kazakhstan in Central Asia, where she saw a lot of, of, of dark energy from the Islam and the Muslims in her community. Now, that was her 30 years ago in Kazakhstan, Central Asia. Now we're in uh, 2023 where the dark energy is not just on the face of Muslims or Islam. It's on the face of the Zionists and so much more that we need to be aware of. So we can't judge the judgment, we have to drop the blame, we have to drop the entitlement is what Caroline's message is, and we have to become more conscious of what my choices are and how those consequences are going to show up from my individual choices. So we're going to take a break. I believe I opened up uh, 312721. Is that Naima Latif? And we're going to take a break and come back, and I'll take your calls, 434. 
We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. I'm Beata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. Are we going to see our government change? But 
for now, it's money, 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 money. And we know that song about war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing in our minds, but in government's minds, it's good for money, 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 money. So let me take your calls, 434-306 is open. Um, welcome. What's your comment or question? How you doing, everybody? Can you hear me? Can good, you hear yes, me? that's Gracie sounds. Yes, yes Gracie, is. is that you? It Go is. ahead, my uh-huh. sister. That's, this Go is ahead. really something. My cousin from North Carolina, we was just on the phone uh, uh, tonight, and we were just talking about it. They do wars to make money. Exactly. <laughs> money, like you said. That's how. And then, you know, we have to feel the pain. It doesn't matter what religion yeah. or what faith it is. We pain here. It travels yeah. all over, just like when uh, Mother Teresa passed. Okay? Everybody yeah. felt that. Right. So the thing about it is that, I don't like it. I don't like it because uh, uh, a Muslim guy had to take care of some business of mine, and we got to talking for a few minutes by phone yesterday. And I'm, I look at the heart, and that's what I told him. It's the heart. Supposing I married somebody Muslim, how would you all felt about that? Are you asking us the question? Yes. Doesn't matter How to me. Would what, what, I would be looking see, at the heart. See, it does, exactly. And the consciousness or not. See, see, people are going to behave a certain way when they're unconscious versus conscious, understanding, understanding the consequences of every choice, of every word they speak. They That's a conscious person. But if you're walking or, or living or marrying an unconscious person, you're going to catch hell. It's going to be warlike because they're not uh-huh. considering the consequences of everything they do and say. So who cares who you, as far as religion, that doesn't matter at all. But it's like, are they uh-huh. conscious or are they unconscious behavior? Well, the thing about it, I would have to talk. I just want to know you all's opinion about it because we... <laughs> we 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 marry people here, and they they're off track. So okay. I don't know. So thank you for your time. Well, see, it doesn't. And you should care less about what other people think, but more about how does it feel to you in your heart, mm-hmm. and how is this person their life out of? Are they living their their life with love in their heart, or are they judgmental? Are they uh, entitled? Are they blaming other people? It's not really about what we think, because I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Muslim. I don't carry any label anymore for religious purposes. I'm I'm, I'm a human soul having a journey. That's me. Uh, I've been Mm -hmm. through all the religions pretty much. I, I could care less who people marry in terms of what their faith is. But I do look at their character and whether they are living a conscious or an unconscious life. So that's my opinion. Now, we could open yeah. up the mic and see uh, what Kwame Sunhorse, he's got his hand up. Let's see what Kwame Sunhorse thinks about who uh, Gracie might marry. Kwame, your mic is open. 
Good evening, Sister Viata, and good evening, Gracie, and good evening to, I don't know if that was a clip with Carol and the young lady from Kakistan. You know, the thing that you, you specifically you said, the heart, and the thing is, is that we're on the earth, and in the word earth is the word the, is the word heart, is the word ear is the word tear and is the word art and the art of who you share your life with that's in your heart that that's a that's between you and that person you have to understand we have to get to this point where something i'm learning is that when we learn we and this is what she was talking about carol was saying when she said she studied war she studied what we look and do with each other in having these wars. And she said, too, right. in becoming the whole person is that we start on the first floor. And that's, that's the conception of who we have come into being. And that whole part of the elevation, the different floors of our growth and development is part of what we calling uh, post-traumatic growth therapy because we've had we've dealt with post-traumatic slavery syndrome we've dealt with post-traumatic stress syndrome so we're PTSD and so when we're looking at we, we know these two factors and then we also know that we have been you know uh, miseducated and the other part for that is is that we have been given the, the 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 consciousness to think that we are learn we learned helplessness. We we feel that we are helpless in in this world. But there are more people. Yes, you know these countries are fighting, and they they the media blows it out, and people have to you're shown this. But there are more people on the planet that are not warring than they are people on the planet warring. We had a world war, but the part is is that you invaded other people's land that didn't have it, but you brought it to them because this is the way that those that choose to be about war is about the resources of the earth. It's about resources. And so what we're looking at is how do we learn we? We have to first learn how to not have the war within. You have to understand your temple, and the thing that Ray was an elder told us once, he says, if there's no war inside of you, your enemy outside of you can't harm you. It's the war inside of each of us that we have to understand how to find peace with ourselves. Until we find peace within, outside of us will be just, just as battling as it is inside of us. Love and hate can't live in the same space. And when we began to understand the we, there is no I and we, and this is the challenge that we have it because you have those that think it's I who should have this and I should do this and I should do that. But it's about we. The sun comes up and it shines on everything on Turtle Island. And when it comes up on the other part of the earth, it shines on that part. It casts a shadow that all shadows are the same color. 
the vessels that's standing there in the sunlight may be of different hues and different and ethnicities, different religions, whatever. But when you look on the earth, your shadow's the same color. Nobody has a polka dot or a Muslim shadow or a Christian shadow or a Jewish shadow. No, all shadows are the same on the earth. It's the beings that cast that shadow. The beings that cast that shadow is where the trouble begins. And we are human beings. They're, they're, all of the names you want to put on them, but everybody bleeds and has a heart and breathes air. And that's the we, and we have to learn we, because you have to become, I, I was talking to somebody today talking about CEOs, the, the chief executive officer. No, we're CEO. We're conscious energy organizing. We're conscious energy organizing our purpose on the planet. When we become our own CEOs, and we become utilizing the energy to organize that which is within first to organize that which is outside of you. And until then, we're going to have these wars and, and battles inside of ourselves. Like the little cartoon that we used to watch, and it said, you know, a devil on one shoulder and, and, and the angel on the other shoulder. Which one do you choose? It's a choice, and you have just one last part. We have until you take your last breath in this this human body suit, you have a choice to change. I'm done. And that's what exactly. Thank you. That's exactly um, what Caroline's message is um, that she's been teaching for many many years. It's interesting. The definition, which 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 kind of um, complements what Kwame just said, the definition of diplomacy is managing international relations, typically by a country's representatives abroad. And you can't help but think about social media. How when you're on social media, you have representatives all con- all different countries in your Facebook family, for instance. You have representatives on the Internet from all different countries. Even here tonight, sometimes we have, and we have Zana, for instance, one of our uh, female solution hosts. She's from England. So we have the opportunity to develop diplomacy, create diplomacy within our own circles. And that's how we begin to change the world, is we create a, a type of energy that's not dark or combative or conflicting or argumentative, but we can, can create this dip- diplomatic energy within our own circles. We have such a great opportunity, especially on the Female Solution, where we're a global family that is promoting truth, love, peace, joy, all the things that will end the war. And so we have tonight the opportunity to um, hear from someone like Carolyn Mice. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. It's M-Y-S-S. And we have an opportunity to take her teaching and and run with it because the next uh, audio I'm going to play 
Uh, it's fairly long, but it's really uh, a lot of jewels in this in her next uh, presentation. But I want to first, since we're close to a commercial, I want to give everybody a perspective on the history of war. I found this interesting um, audio video on the origin of war looking at the tools that people have used over the years to engage in battles going forward to today where our government wants to spend billions of dollars to produce a nuclear war uh, weapon. It just blows my mind when I look at history, um, just as Caroline described her studying war uh, over the, over the years, the historical perspective of war gave her a more spiritual understanding of what our role is and what our purpose is in life, why we're here. When you study the past like that, you come forward and you think, well, why am I here? What's the purpose of all this? Well, I hope just listening to a little bit of the origin of war will give you a historical uh understanding, understanding, and even overstanding what the creator's purpose is for allowing what we're seeing going on today. In a part of the Nile Valley that was soon going to be flooded by the construction of the Aswan Dam, the archaeologist Fred Wendor made a groundbreaking discovery. In 1964, he found a prehistoric burial site which contained 61 skeletons near the border between Egypt and Sudan. This burial site, called Jebel Sahaba, was constructed by the members of the Qadan culture about 14,000 years ago. Because almost all the skeletons showed clear signs of physical trauma, Wendor and his colleagues thought they had found the oldest battlefield in history. But were these skeletons really the victim of the first battle? And did organized warfare even exist at all at that time? If so, what did it look like? In this video, we address these questions and search for the origins of war. Recently, Isabel Crevacour and her colleagues re-examined the Jebel Sahaba finds. They do not believe the skeletons are the victims of a battle. The dead women, children and men all show signs of fresh and healed injuries. Also, they were not all buried at the same time. This suggests that Jebel Sahaba is not a trace of the first battle in history, but a burial place for the victims of ongoing small acts of violence, i.e. raids, ambushes and the like. The injuries, which were to a large extent caused by arrows and spears, also support this idea. At least two skeletons show that people were struck down and then executed while lying down on the ground by an arrow through the lower jaw into the head. In some cases, the skeletons have numerous wounds. In tomb number 44, for example, lies a 30-year-old woman whose body contained 21 stone splinters from numerous arrowheads. Like many other skeletons, she had a broken forearm, an injury that typically occurs when defending oneself against an impact weapon, such as a club. However, the young woman's arm had healed by the time of her death, which suggests that she had been in a fight at least twice in her life. Jebel Sahaba is considered one of the earliest archaeological pieces of evidence of deliberate violence between groups. However, since it probably was a series of smaller clashes over a long period, the question remains whether these events can be considered war. To get to the bottom of this, 
we must ask what war is in the first place. The archaeologist Andrew K. Scherer defines war as, quote, a collective effort involving... This is just an introduction of asking the question why war exists, what does it mean, and as it showed, they had these very simple weapons. There was always broken arms, broken bones, and conflict. But if you look, um, then that was back in B.C., some thousand B.C. So we've always had these wars, but this is such a crucial time for us to create not only diplomacy but more peace, even though our governments want to continue the profitable wars. And, and as, as uh, Gracie was saying, it's all about money, but it's also about egos, power, oil, uh, uh, land, and so much more. It's about greed on so many levels. Unmuted. But we're going to take a, another break. And when we come back, I want to play a little bit more of Caroline's lecture that she gave uh, not too long ago on um, – the power of self, having, uh, developing your self-power, the power of your light is what her, her lecture is about. And that is, to me, how we create diplomacy within our small groups, within our small communities, within our social media, is we start developing the power of our light, and she's going to help us do that tonight. So, Naima, your mic is open, and we'll be right back. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Hi, this is John Alexander. 
and I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. Input on it. 
So the thing about it is it's a, it's a big thing about that. And that's true, Well, I would Gracie. think, Kwame, mm-hmm. Kwame, you know that? Oh, yeah. I've, I've watched brothers and, and Vietnam veterans. I knew the guy that I that owned the land I used to live on. It took him almost until he got ready. He died before he got his 100% disability, and he had Agent Orange, and and he had a bad PTSD. They put you through all of these different, you know, you have to be evaluated, and then they have to do the paperwork, and they'll give you 10%, or they'll give you that. But the thing is, is that you were a whole person when you went in there and went through boot camp, and then you come back damaged, and you're not Mm -hmm. that whole person anymore. And now you have to, you know, what I always said, and we used to do it out there where he had to land at with brothers coming back and Afghanistan, Iraq wars, and we brought him in nature. And we took them out of the cities and out of the VAs and brought them out there and put them in cabins. It's because nature was, was instrumental in helping. There's even a, a vet, Vietnam veteran down there in Florida who's, you know, found out that he was trying to get his disability, but he started farming and he started working in nature, growing and, and growing his, the different foods and working with the land. And in a sense, that helped him to heal part of his, PTSD by connecting mm. with nature to help him heal because indigenous call they have ceremony called the shadow man when a warrior comes back in from war he's not put into the to the reservation with the rest of the people until he goes and he is worked with the the medicine people to help him to get rid of that shadow man because that shadow man is in all men when you're trained to be a warrior even the women the part of it is, mm-hmm. is that you have to learn how to put it back. You never lose mm-hmm. it. The part is being able to know that that was a part of you then, but it's not you now, and you're now back to with family and, and folks that love you and that are not going to harm you. And somebody was talking about, you know, the person had, when, when he heard thunder, he would jump, you know, went into PTSD. When I first came home from Vietnam, I hear firecrackers, and I was I was falling, you know. And you to turn off your telephone. I almost said television. But your telephone. Okay. Hello. Um, so, yeah, I hear you. I'm I'm trying to get this audio to play. Um, so, thank you. You know what? That is that's just all the more reason that our government we cannot trust our government, can't depend on our government, and we have to find ways to live our life without this dependency. So the creating the diplomacy is like creating a network, creating a support group, creating something beyond uh, beyond our government and all the things we've grown up with on that first level. So let me let's listen to. I think uh, Caroline will play now um, on uh, YouTube, and we can hear some words of wisdom from her. Let's like to teach differently and more openly than I have taught when I was younger. That's number one. And so it influences what I teach you and why I'm teaching you what I'm teaching you. 
what I've come to realize is I'm sure what many of you are realizing is that times are most precious and it's getting all the more precious. So what I realized is while I can return your money, I can't return the time that you're giving me. So it's very important for me to convey to you teachings that will have a deep and profound influence upon the quality of your life for the rest of your life. And it is from that place that I discern what it is I want to teach you. And so you can put the china down at any time if you want, please. Um, and that I feel like we've lived, we're living in an era where we can no longer waste our time. We can no longer waste our time not recognizing what's actually happening in our world. And, with, and why things are happening as they are happening. And to me, being alive now is a great privilege. It is a great privilege. I, if you know me, you know that I am a passionate lover of history. And I oftentimes, when I would read history, as, uh, 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 which I still do, I, I, I'm never without a history book. There's one on the nightstand up here in the room. Um, I have often thought, what if those people knew then what it was they were living? Like the, like the beginning of the Renaissance or, or what, the, what it meant to discover. Like right now I'm reading Krakatoa, the influence that that volcano had on the world, which I'm going to refer to because not that I plan to, but as I read it, and I'm reading more of this, remarkable book by Simon Winchester, it occurred to me that that one explosion unexpected, that one volcano erupted in 1883 in the Indonesia area, changed the world, laid the groundwork for World War One, which laid the groundwork for World War II. It was unexpected. The pandemic is a Krakatoa. Ukraine, the war in Ukraine is a Krakatoa. Now, my reason for wanting to teach love, life, and law is because I, I, I believe that those are the three elements through which you understand the nature of God. There is no off-planet God that looks just like us. Rather, God is a force of creation, and this force of creation is best understood as the power of light, consistent as law, and that the highest order of that light that we experience is what we call love, what we call love. And that love experienced between us, among us, is in fact our human visceral experience of what God feels like. So oftentimes people say, God is love. And it's very juvenile. 
But actually, God is what we, in our human experience, the closest we can get to what the vibration of the divine feels like is what we call love, which is why, as we will explore in our brief time together, we are so selfish about I've never met anyone who says, I need a workshop on how to hate. You seem to do it too easily. <laughs> or how to resent. But you need all kinds of workshops on how to love. Oh, now why would that be? Because you're so terrified of the power of love. Of what it does to another person. Uh, how it could heal them. How it could resurrect them. How it could inspire them. And you don't want to do that very easily, do you? You don't want to do that very generously. Because actually that is the power of God going through you. That actually is the power of God going through So one of the themes in this workshop is one that I deeply believe, which is the power of life itself, the purpose of life itself, which is really the journey between our love of power and all the ways that we name power in our lives, which we are going to go through, and transitioning to the power of love. And by that, I do not mean, oh, I just love you. And that's all the nonsense stuff. I mean the actual realization that the air we breathe is in the power of creation running through us. And that every choice we make, every single choice we make, the choice privately not to judge, the choice I'm not going to hold on to this resentment, what am I doing with it? The choice in your heart to be kind to someone is way on the other side. Good evening, everybody. Oh, uh, first of all, I'm going to remind you to turn off your telephones. I almost said telephones. And that grace is delivered. That that's the power of love. That it is that this is you, the life, what you are learning to Life without a private agenda, without meeting someone to say, good to do. Aren't you something? By the time I'm done beating the hell out of you, you are really going to want to be anonymous. You're going to be anonymous. You're going to want to shine your light upon this world. The more light you shine, the more light you are given to shine. And interestingly enough, the more anonymous you walk around, the brighter you shine. And in your anonymity is your protection. Remember, the loudest can in the room is the most empty. So you, you want to learn what it is, the power of humble, the power of quiet, the power of what power is. That's where we're going. Why is it important to even pay attention to this now? We are living in chaos. This chaos is not going to Not in our life. No, it is not. And it is not a matter of who's in power and all this other kind of nonsense. It is because this is a profound time of transition and transformation. And your capacity to understand why we are undergoing this transfer, what it means for every person, 
what it means for the life we're going on, how best to respond, even to even to all the, the garbage you're going to read in the media, all the nonsense you read in the media, all of the all of the become discerning so you recognize this this is all part of what you can expect in these years in these times ahead. Because this is a time of profound transition between one level of consciousness and another. The best of my ability, I want to give you an overview tonight before we jump in in our heads, okay? Now, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Are you guys okay? Can you see this? Can everyone see this? That is such a Midwestern thing, you guys. Well, <laughs> we'll work on that another time. Okay. Um, I have, and I see many of you are almost old friends. I've seen you many times. But for those of you who have not been with me before, I always begin with um, the image of the which is a, which is really a, an image that you you can use the rest of your life because it's so valuable. I do it all the time now. I I, I am frequently, no matter where I am, I think I got to get off this floor because this is not a good situation for me. And and nothing changes except inside, and I instantly shift perception. I got to get a different perceptual. And for me personally, it's one of the most powerful tools that I myself use. So I'm going to be referring to this quite often. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Okay. All right, here we go. So this is the building, and this is our little pet, well, penthouse. And these are the floors. And, the, and, and really, I want you to truly get, because I'm going to be referring to this all the time, that if this is you. And when you're born, you are, you are already structured in so many ways. And so that's the building. And so arrived. I arrived in Chicago, and there's nothing I can do about that. I can't tell my mother. Please me back in. I want Sacramento. Okay, but, but there's so much change. The board, where your parents are. So that determines the outside architecture of your building. You know, it's so much of the design of the building. But after that, all your movement is in from the the rest. Of it will be about you moving up the floor. Okay, uh, my uh, my my internet's gone crazy, crazy. Uh, even my uh, YouTube audio is gone. Can anybody hear me? Yes. 
Oh, okay. Can you hear the audio okay? Yes, we can hear it okay. Okay. Well, it's now it's starting to go in and out. This somebody doesn't want to hear this message, but I'm going to try and play a different audio and see if it'll make a difference. Because now my internet keeps going round and round. Uh, let's see where we go. You, here. you have a lot open, and that's why you you're getting that. Your bandwidth is not strong enough to have all of those things open at once. Well, you know, I have an extra booster in here because, you know, I'm in a, I, for those of you who don't know, I'm in a shed outside my son's house, and so he bought a booster for me Actually, to help. I experience on a hot summer day. So it's gone. The booster is on, but for friends. some reason my internet keeps going and out. So anyway, here she goes day. again. And that's why I remember everything about this area, I think because I was supposed to remember it. And I, I used to, I had to have bunion surgery. If you ever had bunions, you know exactly how horrible that is. But it was so hot, and, and my feet hurt. And I was just not a happy camper. And the streets were hot and dirty. I finally got to the building, and I couldn't wait to use off and just get in. And, and New York can be very fragrant in the summertime. And she happened to have one of these small balconies which in New York is big real estate. And so we sat on the balcony and she stuff and she brought out two iced teas. I cannot tell you. I think the whole thing was choreographed by, by the by the divine because I went from the state of, oh my God, I'm in so much pain to And in that state I the city that was so first floor, horrendous, all my five senses, this place smells bad. It looks bad. I can't stand the sound of those taxis. All my five senses were like, hey. I go up there, and all my five senses go. And from that, they were like tranquilized. And then I look upon, and now I see a city where the sun begins to set. The lights begin to go up, and it starts to sparkle. And I thought, this is gorgeous. No, I'm at the same address. It's just an hour, two hours earlier, standing at the same thing, it smelled. It was putrid to me. <clears throat> but now, in the same address, but at a different height, in a different... I'm going to make a bold statement and say that doing a TEDx talk is going to be the most transformative and uplifting experience. ...an altitude. The world looks gorgeous. And I thought, and I actually sat there with this ice cream, and I thought, you know what? This is just life. It depends on what altitude you are living in your own self that you look upon something. That if you decide, I can't change it, but I've got to get a higher perspective. And the more windows I put on this challenge, the more windows I have, the better I'm going to understand but, but like anything else, every floor inside of you is more expensive than the one below. Make no mistake. It costs you more money to develop your consciousness. And that money is not physical, by the way. It is energy money. It is energetics. It costs a lot to 
pull a perception out of yourself or a an idea, something that you thought was a myth, something that you thought was true, and yank it out and get up to the next altitude. It costs a lot because on every floor you have friendships. You have structures. You have relationships. And what if you you suddenly come to terms, like, for example, what if here you are Oh, there goes my internet again. But here we go again with the how the 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 building and the floors. And I want to just while I'm waiting for my internet, she says something really interesting about it costs you a lot to elevate to go to the next level of the of the building that you live in. And isn't it interesting that governments are looking at the monetary value of war and how it can bring them more land, more more power. And what Caroline is talking about, it costs you a lot to elevate and evolve. And if you see the the, the interesting contrast with that, that's how shopping after work, having a beer, eating a hot dog, da 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 and all of a sudden you get do you know what's in the hot dog? I mean, you know what's in this? And you say to your friend, you know what's in this? And they're like, yeah. And it doesn't bother them. And all of a sudden, you're like, you go to bed at night, you're not giving it a hot dog. It's the most horrible thing in the world. i got to tell them. And none of them care. <laughs> but, here, but now listen, you're on the floor where all of a sudden you're becoming conscious of what you eat. Now, this is a big deal. You think it's funny because I can present it that way, but it's not because you are now becoming conscious that you are what you eat, that you are what you eat, and you're living with a bunch of Neanderthals who just shove things in their mouth, and they don't care. They just don't care. They eat for convenience. They eat fast foods, and you're like, do you have any idea? Wait, pay attention. Start reading these labels. And pretty soon, you don't want to eat with them anymore. And further, they don't want to eat with you. And they sure as hell don't want to hear you carrying on and on and on. But every time they go near anything they love, they hear you saying, are you going to put that in your mouth? <laughs> That's me. Pretty soon, you've got to Okay. Oh, boy, she's describing me and, and watching people eat unconsciously versus uh, trying to evolve to the next floor. And you still have friends on the first floor uh, who don't want, you don't want to be around them because of their unconsciousness. And yet uh, you want to go up to the next level and go up the elevator and up to the penthouse. But, yeah, she does a great job of describing that, but my Internet's not cooperating. So, um, Naima, I think since I blow up working, I'm going to let Naima, I think she can play, if I can open up her mic. I don't know, things are weird, weird, weird tonight on blog talk. Even blog talk, I can't, I'm trying to open up Naima's mic, but it's just going round and round and round. So I'm not sure, uh, Naima, if I'm going to open up your mic. This is so weird what's happening right now because, even though my internet keeps going down with StreamYard, I'm still on Blog Talk. So, 
the powers that be are, are running the show, I guess, and there's a bat there's actually seems to be a war going on right now with Admiral Nelson Bay and Blog Talk not wanting to cooperate and not wanting to help me um, you know, present this all this great material that I had planned and yet um I'm getting uh some more cooperation. Let me see. I'm going to try and open up one more time Naima's mic because that just bounced right back to me. <laughs> but nope, we're not opening that mic. And we're not going to even let you play. Okay, so Naima, your mic is open now if you would like to play commercials. Uh, and if that goes well, we'll come back and try and finish um, the video with Caroline on, on YouTube. We've got to move off here. I'll put a pause on oh, man. God sent okay. the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out, and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456. And schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. Tune in to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hours. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel. Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 
605-935-9325 and press 1 to speak. But Naima, if you want to go ahead and open up the mic of the caller, we have a caller in the female solution. Let's see if we can hear them and work this technology here. 312, uh, 632 is it? 312632. Otherwise, we'll try and play Caroline again. Yeah, three one two six three two. Your mic is open. Thank you, Admiral Nelson Bay. Can you hear me? Yeah, Admiral Nelson Bay. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. I. Uh, what is today's topic? Uh, I just tuned in recently. We what are, are we talking about diplomacy, today? Even though. Are we de- creating diplomacy, even though our government see war as profitable? That's our topic today. Well, nothing is done apart from motive. And the very nature of a person's energy of intention is congruent with their overall motivation for why they do what they do or really what they actually do purposefully or sometimes even unwittingly. What we, we do what we are rather than are what we do. And uh, what we do on our own volition uh, testifies of us in so many different ways. Um, Satan is operating big time. Uh, that's the way that I would characterize what's happening right now. I am the spiritual alter ego of Dr. Malachi Brandon Martin S.J., a Jesuit priest and the world's foremost exorcist. Um, I'm well aware of what Satan is doing right now. And that's my thought, and the thought is a thing, and thought is the source of it all. Thank you for listening. All right. Well, we appreciate that comment, um, Admiral Bay, um, because that that is just one of the thoughts that people are having right now when there's so much, what I say, dark energy um, pervasive everywhere in our cities, in our government, in our world, in the Middle East. Dark. I, I call what you would call, uh, what you call Satan, I call that dark energy. Because uh, everything is energy in in my mind. And we are looking at how to bring diplomacy, which is managing our relationships with ourselves first. Caroline, our guest, Caroline Mice, is talking about managing the relationships, international relationships when it comes to diplomacy. So internation, you could look at yourself as a nation, Managing this relationship with yourself 
and the people in your community, in your in your uh, organizations, in your city, in your uh, in your social groups, managing that to a, a point of evolving, like Caroline said. So let me keep playing sure. Caroline and see what else. And that's all there's to it. Or you've got to decide. I have got to go back to eating hot dogs. Except by this time, your body has adjusted to a very different routine. So your biology, your biology will not let you go back, even though you'll say, oh, well, I, I want you. But now, if you start eating that, your biology erupts because you have changed the light inside your cells. You've actually changed the life factor, actually changed your relationship to light, to health, to consciousness. So now what you, what you weren't toxic, what wasn't toxic to you before is now toxic. And you think, oh, my God. And along with that, along with that, goes everything else on that vibration. You think it's just hot dogs, but it's not. It's all the things that are poisonous on that vibration. Like, I can't watch this violence anymore. Why? Because I don't eat hot dogs. No, if that doesn't make any sense to you, it doesn't make conscious sense to you. It doesn't make conscious sense. But, sorry. But as you learn to understand the world of light, law, and love, you begin to see that we're not dealing with logic. We're dealing with the harmony of vibration, of sound, of, of, of the elements from which creation comes. And that you're dealing with the substance of energy. And this Let's say this particular vibration of energy. Okay, we got a pause in the internet again. So this is my, one of my favorite parts of this video because it's me. It's so me. On my journey to um, consciousness, I dealt with things like, oh, do I eat hot dogs? And why don't I, do I want to eat hot dogs anymore? Do I want to eat sugar anymore? Uh, do I want to stay at this first floor level of consciousness? As she's saying, there's light, law, and love to everything that we do. And the energy, as, as Admiral Nelson Bay mentioned, Satan, well, you can it, translate that religious um, phrase of Satan in so many ways now. Because you can look at, at what's going on in the Middle East as pure hatred, as pure evil, as um, as pure synagogue of Satan, as we talked about last week, the synagogue of Satan, as Revelations uh, describes, are the people who are running the Israeli government. So this government that is, is thriving on blood right now, and, and the power that they think they have, and the and, and destruction That energy is dark. That energy is dark, not light, as Caroline's describing, and it's not love. And the law that's operating in this war is not the law of the creator of Earth. 
it's the law of ego and it's the law of the energy of of um, narcissism you can really see um right now in this the videos the the, the news and you on YouTube the narcissistic personalities that are are talking talking heads right now about me it's all about me it's all about well you know the the interpretation that we see from um the Israeli government from our government let's just say in the United States of America the Estados Unidos the interpretation of the Bible right now the dark interpretation is that um, Israel are the chosen people. And so the, we we have to support them. We have to send them money. We have to send them weapons. Uh, and so that is the interpretation of the, the Zionist government that we have in the United States. And it's also the interpretation of Christian Zionists, if you want to call them that. But really what it amounts to, as Caroline is describing, is light and dark energy that we're looking at and love versus hate energy because you cannot love, in my opinion, you cannot love people. You cannot love the human beings in your life when you want to promote destruction and bloodshed. That's how I see it. And so what Caroline has been is talking about is a profound transition profound transition in the minds of all of us observing this dark operation of bloodshed, destruction, and in this country, a total uh, ignoring of the, the will of the people to stop, have a ceasefire, and to be at peace, and to work diplomacy. And that's, that's what our topic is tonight bringing, creating, we, we the people have to create diplomacy. We have to manage the relationship of this ship, the ship that our soul is in, basically. That's the first step, as Caroline said, on the first floor or the basement, if you want to say. When you come in uh, out of your mother's womb, you're on the first floor of the building, you see things a certain way. You see your mommy's nipples. You see, you see food, food, food. All the things that that you're looking at from as a from an infant point of view. That's the first floor, and then there's a profound transition that takes place as we age, as we grow, as we mature. That demands because of where we are in our society and our work, demands that we look at the life, law, and love of things to make this transition. So are there any questions at this point? Because um, my Internet is just circling round and round, and I don't think I'm going to be able to go back to her her talk. But I if you have any questions. I want to go back to the part oh. of the solar system. Um. Go ahead. We already got a, a lot going on in our homes already with the Internet, uh, different things, uh, you know, the way they make our homes. It's already, yeah. you know, got a lot of stuff that's, you know, that we have to deal with. Then right. 
because I read up on the solar thing. Um, it's not good for our health. If we, we already, if you're in the city, you can't drink the city water. Well, here in the county, and I got my own well. So you bring that out. Okay, some, from what I read, has already have defects in it. It's what's dripping, and you put all that stuff on your roof. That's adding to our health. Have y'all looked it up? Are you talking about solar panels? The solar, yeah, solar panels. Okay. That's the thing that they get out of the yard for your heat. And we talking about the same thing? Hello? I'm not sure... I'm not, I'm not sure I understand what you're talking about setting out in the yard for your heat. Something, okay, it's this glass-like thing, because, I mean, here we got thousands of them, more than a thousand, just, you know, a field full of them, where they plan to uh, put on top of people's houses for heat, to lower the heat bill. Okay, solar panels then. Well, that's what I'm... I'm calling it. Okay. Because it's, really, it's, it's going back to the heat to lower your heat, you know, so you can heat right. by the sun. So, right. So you believe it's, those are, are essential to the health or harmful to the health? Is that what you're saying? Yes, because I read upon it last year. Okay. So I you, haven't, you I haven't correct heard me. That. Correct me later on when you come back on, but uh, from what I read, because someone, I think it was in the city, wanted it. The next-door neighbor, they had words about it, okay, and because the thing was going to interfere with them, the next-door people. So they didn't allow it you know, in that, you know, in that area. Okay, so I thought so you I all know, knew more about it. Well, Naima, our, our executive producer, she has a, a solar panel business. So I don't know if she can um, answer your concerns or not, but I know my son has solar panels on his house. That is definitely uh, a technology that is promoted to be of benefit, and I've never heard um, of it being harmful to your health in any way. So I don't know if Naima is listening uh, can um, respond to that. Your mic is open, Naima, if you want to respond to that. But, uh, you know, everything that you hear that people say it's going to harm you, like uh, EMF or, or um, um, Wi-Fi, 5G, you can overcome that. This is what, what Caroline's talking about, profound transition. If you have fear about anything or concern like the war or uh, pan, solar panels, you can transition and overcome that by changing your vibration to joy and gratitude and forgiveness. Those are just three. What I'm finding is are, are revolutionary in terms of overcoming any negativities in your environment. 
there's there's a need profound transition that she talks about is walking all the time in light and love, and that means you don't go get into unforgiveness. You 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 drop the unforgiveness. You drop the blaming. You drop the uh, entitlement. You drop the uh, the fear, especially. So don't don't have fear about anything, but overcome whatever concerns you have by having joy and gratitude. So find something. Can you find something, Gracie, in that situation just to be grateful for? The fact that you have a lower heating bill or the fact uh, that this technology uh, helps you not be so dependent on the government. It's a matter of transitioning your, transforming, actually, your thoughts uh, from fear to gratitude. It's not the fear. And then that's it's, like, like the, it's like the cars. Everything going uh, electric. The cars you don't have too. to buy electric. But, but you don't Every, have to buy into that. You don't have to buy into mm. that. A lot of people, a lot of people in authority governments are saying electric cars are not the way to go. So you do have, uh, you do have hope and help in realizing that not everybody is on board with electric cars. You know, this uh, psychopathic government wants us to for, wants to force us and control us to do certain things. There are a lot of people, and I'm talking about people in authority, people in business, people in high positions who are not on board with going with electric cars. That's just one example, as you said. And then if you mm-hmm. don't want solar panels, uh, I haven't seen anything that says solar panels are harmful, but I'm going to look into that now that you brought it up. But I'm again, okay. don't be too con- don't be too concerned about that. But the main focus in in creating diplomacy within yourself, uh, managing mm-hmm. international because you see right now international relations is promoting fear, 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 fear. We have to have a war because the terrorists are here. You know, that, that's the fear that uh, Israel, that our government is promoting. If we don't bomb people to death, if we don't uh, ethnic cleanse, if we don't commit genocide, then the terrorists are going to get us. It's like boogeyman, the boogeyman right now are the terrorists. When guess what? The United States government, Norm Chomsky, I don't know who, if you know who he is. He's a, a very famous author, speaker. He's an older guy right now. He says in one of his speeches that the United States government is the biggest terrorist. And if you don't believe that, you need to do your homework. Because if and all all we have to do is look look at the Vietnam War, look at the Iraq uh, and Afghanistan, how we destroyed and killed thousands of people over a lie about weapons of mass destruction. So, and over the years, you can look at many of the, even 9-11 was an inside job, we're finding out from the the research that's coming out. Even 9-11 was an inside job to get us to go to war and help all these companies uh, that are supporting Israel right now to make more money. I'm going to give you a list right now before we go of the companies, the corporations that are promoting this war, Lockheed Martin, uh, Raytheon, Woodward, Motorola, 
U.S. Police Department, Caterpillar, Hewlett Packard, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Fanta, mm. McDonald's, Starbucks. Starbucks, hello. These are all the corporations mm-hmm. that are supporting Israel and promoting a business in Israel when we all should be boycotting. The, a profound transition for all of us to create diplomacy within ourselves is to start boycotting companies, become aware of the companies that are supporting this war and one who want to create genocide or cannot create, continue the genocide that's been going on for 75 years uh, in Palestine and Gaza. So uh, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much, uh, Gracie, for your uh, mm-hmm. your questions. Uh-huh. To my Thank research, you all so much, hope- too. I'm going to, I hope everyone else listening will do some research on solar panels. Uh, look into the corporations that are uh, sending your money to the fight this war or to uh, promote this war. And let us, let us start boycotting. Stop spending your money on corporations that want to create more bloodshed. Sorry, uh, I apologize for all the technical challenges, difficulties, but that's kind of the way things go sometimes. And I hope you have gotten some benefit out of this uh, show today and that you will share it it for the most part, or at least share. Let us share what we learned tonight. And then on Friday, tomorrow, uh, Zelda will be on. Come back tomorrow morning with Zelda and I think – uh, Holly Ma, what's that? Zoe Zoe Ma will be on. She's our expert on uh, China politics, China economics. She'll be on tomorrow with Zelda. So everybody, just have a good evening. Rest, breathe, and um, stay in the light of love, love, forgiveness, and gratitude. So I'm going to try and play our farewell ending for tonight. May not work. So doesn't want to work on my on my switchboard. Now I've got an echo. Okay. Oh, that must be. Uh, let me see. All right. So with all the technical difficulties, I'm still very grateful for all of you who showed up. And maybe you can share what you've learned from this show. I don't know about reviewing it again because it'll be sketchy on what you can hear or not. My internet is not working. I don't know why, but everybody just have a beautiful evening. We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, 
I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, France, Merci, Spain, Italy, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Nyabonga, Senegal, Jaret, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. Maui and to my yoga friends, Satnam and Namaste. Love you, love you all. <laughs>